This is the season for home gardening, and a lot of folks, well, there's nothing better than getting a little dirty during planting and growing season. Unfortunately, some may be putting personal and environmental health at risk without even knowing it. I'm David Fair, and this is Issues of the Environment on 89.1 WEMU. We've all come to know the dangers of PFAS in so many of our consumer products. It's contaminated ground and water all over the country, including the Huron River. The Sierra Club and Ann Arbor-based Ecology Center just issued a report yesterday after looking into PFAS in fertilizer products, even ones marketed as eco or natural. And the news? isn't good. Joining us to tell us more about the findings is Jeff Gearhart. Jeff is research director for HealthyStuff.org at the Ecology Center, and thanks once again for making time for us, Jeff. Morning, David. Thanks for having me. As we continue to think about and explore the areas in which PFOS touch our lives, what made the Ecology Center and Sierra Club think of uh, soil supplements and fertilizer products? Yeah, we have been working with some wonderful uh, volunteers and staff at the Sierra Club in Michigan looking at PFAS and its various ways it contributes to contamination in the environment last summer, and a group of us got together and felt like uh, the presence of PFAS in fertilizer products was being underreported and people weren't aware of it. So starting last fall, we started collecting Uh, fertilizer samples. We purchased nine garden fertilizers from eight states in the District of Columbia, so this is a national study, and sent them to a contract lab to have them uh, tested for PFAS. And in all nine cases, uh, it was positive tests. Yeah, uh, we, we had a positive finding in all nine of the products. Eight of the nine products, in fact, exceeded the most restrictive screening limits that have been set by the state of Maine for two particular chemicals, PFOS and PFOA, and so they actually exceed the limits of what's allowed in that state. Uh, so they would not be acceptable for being applied on agricultural soils in that state. Critical thing for folks to recognize is we have a, com- a lack of adequate standards to regulate PFOS chemicals in these products. The ones you did test were marketed as eco-friendly or natural. Now, there's nothing natural about these long-chain chemicals. Is this deliberate greenwashing? Well, it's important for folks to understand what these products are. So if you go to your local home improvement stores, these are the 20-pound bags of pelletized fertilizer products that you may purchase for your lawn or garden. So they, they come with various names and brands, but these are the, the products that you, that you see on the, on the shelves there. Um, and they, they are natural in that they are essentially the bacteria that feed on the poop and other waste materials right. that come, come out, of our, uh, out of our bathrooms and flow into the wastewater treatment plants. So, so there is a valuable nutrient resource there. But they are, uh, our, our concern is that the labeling on these products don't clearly identify for a consumer that they're biosolid based. And uh, is, is this sludge contaminated with PFOS because people are contaminated with PFOS, or is it a process that occurs down the line? The contamination into these products comes from a variety of sources. One of the important sources is industrial dischargers and landfills that discharge into uh, wastewater treatment system feedstocks. Uh, one of the things that the state of Michigan has done it, that has actually been a leader in this is 
is going upstream from wastewater treatment plants and identifying those sources, uh, requiring them to put in treatment to actually reduce the input of, of those chemicals to the plants. Another source is all of our products. So everything that goes down your drain, down our toilets, all of those uh, are going to be sources because PFAS are very ubiquitous in consumer products that, that we use every day. Um, so, so multiple sources and multiple angles to try to address the problem. We're talking with Jeff Gearhart from the Ann Arbor-based Ecology Center on 89.1 WEMU's Issues of the Environment. I mentioned that we often love to get down in the dirt in our gardens. A lot of folks wear gloves, but not everyone does. Is there a tangible danger to working with these uh, fertilizer materials if we have direct exposure? Are the levels high enough to warrant concern? Well, we would recommend anyone working with a one of these any of these fertilizer products to to be to wear gloves and and be aware of any kind of dust that could occur there. We recommend folks don't purchase and use these products for for home yards and home home gardens. One of the ways you can identify these, there's a guarantee of analysis label on the back of any of these packages, and it's required for them to declare whether a project has biosolid content or not. So when you go to the store, look at a product, you can look on the back at the guarantee analysis label, and you should be able to identify whether uh, the product has biosolids or not in it. We're advocating for much better labeling, but there is a way for a consumer to identify whether a product has biosolids in it. So after you get done studying these products, uh, do you also take time to go to corporate management uh, of the producers of these products and ask them to kind of change their process? Yeah, one of the important things for to for folks to understand is that you know we, we have this broken system of of we've created a market for these products without having adequate safety screening systems in place and even the analytical tools to test for these uh, PFAS and other chemicals that are in the products are inadequate so so really we are uh, having discussions with retailers of these products manufacturers of these products about appropriate uh, safety standards, and as well as appropriate markets for these products. Uh, we don't believe the products should be, be applied and used on, on, on land that's used to produce uh, food crops. And uh, so we, we are engaging with those companies to, to encourage them to take action. There is a reason that these products sell and that people use them, and that's because they work. So how are you going to overcome uh, the profit margin that is built into that? Yeah, I mean, we're encouraging folks to identify the products with biosolids in them and to look for alternatives when you're in a retail setting. So when you're looking for So you want the products, market to correct it? The market's going to be part of this because of the fact that the regulatory system is lagging behind. Um, and also support your, your local um, systems where you're um, being able to, to, to get local compost and compost that's coming from... Uh, uh, f uh, food and, 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 and waste materials that are, that are not connected with the industrial waste stream. So, so there's alternatives out there that, that folks can pursue, and one of the things we want is just clearer labeling so consumers should have a right to know what they're bringing in and applying on their, on their, on their yards or in their gardens.
And you mentioned lack of regulation. Uh, certainly, most of the PFAS chemicals that we know aren't regulated at all. The ones we do, we're trying to adjust the standards to better protect the public and our environment. But what are you asking the Michigan government to do? Yeah, Michigan has a has a, a interim guidance for regulating these products, but that guidance is based on analysis of just a limited set of the many thousands of these chemicals that could be in the product. So we want that guidance to be health-based, to be more protective, and to, uh, to include the broader universe of PFAS chemistry that are in these products. So, so we need to test more, and then we need to have a better health-based standard that assures us that we're not contaminating cropland and that we're not creating exposures that are unnecessary. Bureaucracy can be a slow and frustrating process. At the same time, it does seem as though Michigan, and certainly here in Washtenaw County, efforts are underway and continue to move forward with uh, some assertiveness to address PFAS. Yeah, I agree. And, and in our report, we actually highlight some of the best practices that the state of Michigan has implemented around this issue. The challenge we have is we're currently being sued by one of the companies that manufactures uh, these chemicals. 3M is, is suing the state of Michigan over some of our health-based standards, and we're in an environment where the companies that have caused this problem are not assuming responsibility and are not acting responsibly as a, as a partner to address the problem. So um, in the face of that, we have to work both to change the market to, uh, as well as make sure that the standards we are putting in place are protective of health. And once again, you and I have talked in the past on different subject matters, but nonetheless, the state of Michigan used to have a polluter pay law where if the land was being contaminated, those who polluted it had to pay for it. That no longer exists. So is that another measure that you're working with uh, lawmakers on to try and push back through? Yeah, I think there's a whole family of policies that are, um, you know, this is really a, a disaster for the environment and for public health, and a whole range of policies from federal to state are going to need to be implemented here. And, and one of those is industry paying for damages that PFAS production and use have imposed on people and the environment, and that includes costly cleanup of contaminated places, money for infrastructure for treatment plants to adequately deal with this problem, and uh, and covering uh, the impact that this has had on our agriculture, and so so I think that that we don't have polluter pay now is a is a significant problem, but but that provides a map for the direction we need to go to actually uh, solve this problem. Well, there's a long way to go, but the more we do know, the more we find out, the better we can act. So thank you very much for sharing this on the report today. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me, David. Look forward to talking again soon. That is Jeff Gearhart, Research Director for HealthyStuff.org at the Ann Arbor-based Ecology Center. To learn more about the center's new report on PFAS and fertilizer products put forth in conjunction with the Sierra Club, visit our website, and we'll include all the links you need to learn more. I'm David Fair, and this is your community NPR station, 891 WEMU-FM and HD1 Ypsilanti.